Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sex Ed Podcast. This is Kaylee. And this is Jen. Welcome to our final episode of season two. Final countdown. (laughs) As we both stopped that at the same time. Yeah, we were very off. So we just ended (laughs) it right there. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we've learned over this past season, all 18 episodes, and we're going to have a special guest on for a few minutes, and then we're going to wrap up by talking about what we have planned for season three. So, enjoy! So, Jen, I'm going to start off asking you, what did you learn? What did you learn over this past season? Are there any, is there anything that sticks out to you? I I feel like we, the season like encompassed so many things. Like we started mm-hmm. talking about image-based sexual assault and sexual abuse. And, you know, we moved through kink stuff and BDSM stuff. We talked to a sex worker. We talked about non-monogamy. Now we're talking, well, we just wrapped up some queer stories. I think that a common thread that I thought was interesting through all of these stories was community and the importance of community because Mm -hmm. a lot of us don't get good sex education from our parents or our peers or our schools or our religious institutions. Yeah. And so building a community around whatever identity you have, whether that's a queer community or community of sex workers, people who support you there, or community of just like understanding people at the very Mm -hmm. least who have common values is really important when you're trying to sort of forge your your sexual identity, I, I suppose. And so I think that's been a through line, especially as, you know, I've moved to a new place during during COVID and mm-hmm. I've kind of struggled making community or finding my community. I think that that has really kind of been the theme of my life lately. So mm. I think that's for me. The yeah. Biggest. What about you? What's your biggest standout? Oh man. I mean, mine, it's, it's kind of, I've been thinking a lot about the state of sex education and this season, we really did a lot of work on that from talking about the laws that are in place in different states, the history Mm -hmm. of how sex education has been handled from a political standpoint, even things around what people know or need to know about kink, what people Mm -hmm. know or need to know about LGBT Q plus folks, what people know or need to know about polyamory. I mean, there's just been so many different things. And I think as someone who spends a lot of time reading and writing and talking about sex and sex education, it can be really easy to be in this bubble where I think everyone's really sex positive or comfortable talking about these things. But in reality, there's still such a long way to go. And that's blaringly obvious from either the ways that we were raised or people we've talked to were raised or from the actual like laws that are currently in place in other places around the world and around the United States. So I think while things are changing and people are talking about this more, there's still a lot of work to do. So 
you know, it's kind of like a positive and a negative <laughs> takeaway from the season. Yeah. There's like a lot to know. This impacts a lot of different areas of of your life and your relationships. I think that's the reason we sort of started this yeah. podcast was because it has affected our relationships, even some of our platonic relationships, of course, our romantic ones and sexual ones as well. But like mm-hmm. good sex education encompasses so much, like it encompasses different types of bodies, different sexualities, mm-hmm. different areas, you being aware of abuse and assault as well. Like it, it touches so many things that you can't not have good <laughs> sex education. Like it's, it's gonna, it's gonna fuck you up somewhere. If you have bad well, sex we got to put that on a shirt. You can't not have good sex education. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not just about sex though. You know? Yeah, totally. It's, uh, I guess like a butterfly effect really, mm-hmm. I think. Thank you. you said yeah. That better than I did. <laughs> I was like, there's just stuff that it happens to. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it affects, it affects your relationships. And like, I would even say, I talked a little bit about sexual assaults, mostly in writing, I think in April, Mm -hmm. but that's a great example of it. Because for me, I didn't feel like I got the sex education that I needed that would have helped me to set up proper boundaries or negotiate consent or communicate. And that other person that assaulted me, didn't obviously didn't have the right kind of education. They're also just a shit person. I mean, yeah, really, <laughs> you know, really. but maybe if there had been more education around what's okay to do and what's not okay to do, uh, you know, that might not have happened. And just that lack of understanding there severely impacted my life, probably impacted that person's life and who else, who knows who else. So yeah, this shit's important. That shit is important. I agree. Let's start a podcast about it. (laughs) I think the other thing that really stuck out to me from the season was just how many different perspectives and topics we really got to talk about. And I feel like I learned a lot about things that I didn't have a lot of exposure to, particularly as somebody who grew up very able-bodied, uh, I thought I was straight for a long time. I'm white. I'm thin. I've I've got all the all, you know all the representation looked pretty much like me. Yeah. So hearing from people who are queer, who are not thin, who are not able-bodied, who are uh, people of color, and hearing about how just even that lack of representation not even talking about all the other horrific things that are experienced, yeah. you know, that was really, really eye-opening to me. Yeah. I think, I think so for me as well, when you look a lot like the default, it's kind of hard to realize like, Oh, this is not indicative of other people's experiences until someone yeah. tells you. So yeah, that's always something to be aware of and, and why it's so important that we have the guests that we have on here and to, to listen to as many experiences as possible because sex education doesn't look the same for every person. Education yeah. in general doesn't look the same for every person. So I think something that has stuck out to me is that like in other areas of education, we seem to get it pretty much right. I'm not, I mean, we could start a whole nother podcast about like the, the terribleness of our public education system, <laughs> but I think at the, at the least we understand that like, 
different people are at different levels and like Mm -hmm. different people need different things. And we're making specific plans for children or, or students who have, you know, learning disabilities or, or, or differently able that I think we do that in other areas of education a lot, but sex education is still this like taboo thing where, Mm -hmm. where we like try to say as little as possible about it. And everyone just gets the blanket. Like here's what periods are. Here's where babies come from. Don't do sex. Bye. (laughs) Right. And there's so many, I mean, and out of all these things, you know, if you don't know how to do calculus, you'll probably live just fine. But if you don't understand how to do sex, like that can, you know, that can mess with your physical health, that can mess with your mental health, with your mm-hmm. emotional health. And those things, once you've had something happen, can be really hard to come back from. And yeah, the differences that people have or experience aren't always visible either. And that's something I hadn't really thought about. You know, we talked about sex education being inclusive for intersex people uh, when we were talking to to Nat. I think Mm -hmm. that was something that I had never really considered before that is so critical and it's just completely ignored. Yeah. Like they don't exist. Like intersex people don't exist or something. Right. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, you know, you need to be inclusive of those things without outing students, right? right? Like, or without... I don't, I don't want to say without making people uncomfortable because like the nature of this is sometimes making people uncomfortable, but like you you want to be reaching the largest amount of people as possible and be inclusive as possible. It sounded like uh Shara's teacher was good. Had a pretty, yeah. You know, pass around a jar with, with mm-hmm. questions. Everyone has to write a question down and go through them. I think that's probably a good idea. I've always mm-hmm. thought about this, like what what would be a good solution? I've thought maybe we should have outside places mm-hmm. do sex education and they just come into schools. Because I don't really know that you should have a teacher that like they normally teach PE or something, you know, and then yeah. they just have to do sex education. Like it, it's such an intense topic, especially when you start thinking about sexual orientation and gender and assault and consent mm-hmm. and like all these big things, like there, it should be someone that's specialized. Yeah. I think that's interesting. You say that. I think that as well, I think that there's definitely room. I'm not sure how PE teachers are certified or what they have to go through, but there's definitely more room in whatever health certification you have to get to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do think there should be some sort of like baseline level knowledge that you have to be able to teach it. Just like there's baseline level knowledge to teach math and English and science <laughs> and even gym, even PE. So the baseline you know. level of like here, Tony, put this condom on a banana. Okay, great. You could teach sex ed. <laughs> yeah, that's the test. So from this past season, are there any episodes that really stick out to you as some of your favorites? I know that's hard to choose because we love all of our guests equally. Yeah, (laughs) dude, we had so many. I'm just scrolling through Spotify right now. Oh my God. I loved Shara's episode. Yeah. They are such a light in this (laughs) world. Shara is very fun. And yeah, I really loved talking about their experience and about being bisexual and non-binary because... I'm yeah. also those things. And it's it's not every day you meet a non-binary, non-binary bisexual person. Non-binary. <laughs> non-binary. <laughs> Though I, I also loved Nat's episode. I think we talked so much with them about things we never talked about before. Kind of mm-hmm. like you said about fat liberation, about trans masculinity, about intersex people, about like so many, so many disability rights and like mm-hmm. body liberation things that I think want to dive into that conversation 
so much more next season. Mm -hmm. And then of course, like who could forget Dossie Easton's episode? Yes. Legend. (laughs) And like, I still, I still like have random thoughts of that interview and just like burst out laughing. Like like her life was just so crazy. Like, you know, her saying that she was like a psychedelic dropout Mm -hmm. and just like after this fateful acid trip said she'd never be monogamous again or like Mm -hmm. realized her gender was like, you know, not super binary. Anyway, she's, she's cool as fuck. Right. What about you? What what were your favorite episodes? I mean, Dossie, of course, same. She is, she is just so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still can't believe she agreed to be on our podcast. So definitely that one. I know. I had a lot of fun talking to Tito again, of course, and talking about a different topic. We still just had so much to talk about, which was super fun. She'll be on the third season. She's coming back. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought talking to Kate Isaacs about porn yes. stuff, that was probably one of the heavier episodes. I learned so much from that one as well, though. Right. And the things that really made me reflect on the way I interact with porn mm-hmm. on the internet. I'm not always perfect, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I think, really no, important to think a lot about that mm-hmm. stuff and what it actually means because, I mean, the internet really is just this like vast hole of data <laughs> and information that we can access at any point. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that even the way I talk to my friends about some of these issues about porn has like changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I do drop hints now if I'm ever talking to friends about like, paying for porn or like, Oh, look at this only, this only fans that I subscribe to, or like, you know, I try to push them in the direction of talking about paying for porn. Yeah. And I used to be someone who talked about quote unquote revenge porn a fair amount because I, I think, I mean, I'm interested in the internet and stuff. And I think that's like, you know, data privacy and stuff like that is, is interesting to me, but that was obviously the wrong word to use. It's like, things that are not consensual are not pornography, you Mm -hmm. know? So changing to saying image-based sexual abuse or image-based sexual assault was a a big like eye-opener for me as well, that we should not be talking about stuff like that as porn. Mm -hmm. It further stigmatizes porn. It further stigmatizes sex workers. It further stigmatizes obviously the victims of this abuse and assault. So yeah, that was a big learning for me. But we called our episode a personal story of revenge porn, but it was my story. So I can call it that. You know, <laughs> no, that's fair though. I think that's, that's a really good point. And yeah, really, I agree. I mean, you know, when I had that revenge porn experience, I said it felt a lot like sexual assault. I mean, it felt exactly the same to me and yeah. that's really what it is. It is. Yeah. And we've also done, actually, we've done quite a few episodes, just you and me, Jen. And I was going to say the episode where we talked about your journey to being non-binary is one of my favorites. Oh, really? Thank you. I spent a lot of time thinking about that all in my head. So it felt nice to get out there. Yeah, I really learned a lot and it felt really Mm -hmm. good to get a story from somebody I know and love and can help me like understand it as a a dumb old cis person. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, you're one of the good ones. You're one of the good (laughs) cis people. Don't say that. I already have a huge ego. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. You're dumb. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I just knocked something over in my closet. <laughs> Case in point. Oh, wait. Okay. I'm also scrolling through ours and I feel like I would be sad if I didn't also mention Michelle from Polyamorous Wall yes, Asian. I was just looking at that one. That one was so hilarious. <laughs> what, what was your favorite part about it? Uh, 
I mean, just hearing Michelle talk about her love for destroying the sanctity of marriage just really, yeah, it it tickled well, me. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked a lot about different different kinds of polyamory there, and even some like racial justice issues around polyamory. And again, like representation, yeah. we're saying there's like you see lots of like male, female, female, white couples around the poly scene, <laughs> you know, having greater representation there is, is also really important, especially since polyamory and non-monogamous relationships are like not a Western invention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Westernized views of it are only, a, a, you know, one narrow view of the broad spectrum of all of that. So, yeah, we're going to take a quick break and talk to a special guest. Who is it? Who, 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 who? Can you hear me? 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 Whoa! What? Did you get a lead? A lead? A lead? A lead? A lead? Whoa! Yes, it's like really bad. <laughs> don't talk. I don't like it. It's like very overstimulating. Where'd you find this? K to the E to the N to the T. K to the E to the N to the T. K to the E to the all right so now i'm very excited to welcome in a special guest that jen and i have been teasing that we will have on this episode for a while i think you've heard his voice before Sort of. Drumroll. Welcome, Kent. <laughs> Kent. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here. You're real. Yeah, I am You're real. Real boy. Real boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kent, what exactly is it that you um, do around here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> great question. Uh, thanks for asking. <laughs> so, essentially, my job in the sex ed podcast here is to make sure that it's loud (laughs) and sounds good on uh, most speakers. And I also make you guys sound good by just just tiny little adjustments on small things here and there. By just being uh, me. (laughs) Well, yeah. I I mean, I feel like you maybe only do adjustments to Kaylee because everything that comes out of my mouth is like perfect (laughs) all the time. So it's true. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate it because editing a podcast is like major work, you guys. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's been fun. Like it's it's been uh, it's been cool to uh, work with you guys, and it's nice to like actually have a conversation with you guys. Like, and be, I'll, I'll be editing or uh, mixing this later. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You'll hear your <laughs> yeah, own yeah. voice. I'll, yeah, I'll be mixing myself. So, what was your sex ed experience? My sex ed experience. Okay. So I think it was the fourth grade and they definitely, you know, they did the, they split the boys and the girls and it was like a whole day where we were in a classroom with a teacher who just was like, all right, we're going to talk about these things. I mean, it was kind of like, it wasn't sex ed that were like, this is a whole thing about puberty. And it kind of like <laughs> sex ed was like involved. Mm-hmm. They showed us this video. It was the super 90s. It's pretty funny. From what I remember, I was very little, but like, (laughs) it was like 
this younger brother and this older brother and the older brother was like giving this younger brother advice about like sex and stuff and the only thing i really remember what they were talking about was saying something along the lines of yeah and the whole thing is all about getting the penis in the vagina i mean <laughs> and it's not wrong and it's i think not. like at that age i was like i still don't get it <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't know. Like sometimes I think I was maybe even just like too young. I was like, okay, I don't. That does this doesn't make sense because I don't even think at that point they went over like anatomy or anything. So I was just yeah. like, I don't know how Fourth that grade works. Kind of young. Yeah. Yeah. But like around the same time, like I have an older sister, so like my parents had some experience there, kind of, but not <laughs> really, because all they really did is they gave me this book, which was also about sex and puberty and stuff, and like. Mm. It was it was actually a pretty good book. Do you know what it's called? Yeah, it's uh, called It's Perfectly Normal. Nice. It was like an all like cartoon illustrated uh, sex ed book. Mm. And like I actually like looked through it a lot because I thought it was interesting. I don't know. And Whoa. This seems very like progressive. There's like I'm looking at pictures of it. Yeah, it was. It's like very inclusive. All different of race of, and yeah. body types, nice. like disabled. Wow, um, I've never heard of this. I feel like all the girls got care and keeping of you. <laughs> what? There is an American Girl doll book. Oh, a similar thing, but I've yeah. never even heard of this one. It's cool. And honestly, the American Girl doll book wasn't that bad in terms of no, it was fine. Yeah, stuff. yeah, it was. It was pretty good. I guess it didn't go like super deep into gender and stuff. It was just like, you have body hair now. Hey man, right. it's the early nineties. Yeah. <laughs> so that was elementary school. I had that book. Still didn't get it. <laughs> Which I, I, I really didn't need to in fourth grade, but. Uh, <laughs> I'd hope not. Yeah. And then we did have a unit in middle school as well. I don't remember. I think it was eighth grade. Mm -hmm. That one was like, it was kind of interesting because I remember when we started having it, I was like, oh, here we go again. It's like a reminder course. Mm -hmm. But this time I think I was starting to see porn around. Mm -hmm. like Just around. Just well, my <laughs> my dad had some Playboys. Ah, classic, right? That is pretty classic. Yeah. Classic. Did you bring it into school and like show all the other boys around the lunch table? No. <laughs> I was very sneaky about it. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't want you to know that I'm looking at this, but I'm looking at this. Um, <laughs> but, and then I think I also like found some stuff like on the internet too, because I was introduced to porn by my friends. Like the first porn I actually, I guess, really saw was it was cartoon porn. Uh, I think it was like Sailor Moon cartoon porn. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love this origin story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that was like uh, the introduction to, uh, you know, horny internet. Mm -hmm. Did you understand the mechanics of sex at this point? Did you understand no. how the fetus goes into the vagina? Not still yet. Still didn't get it. No, I okay. still didn't, I didn't understand. He still um, doesn't. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> How would you know? Um, anyway. Oh. <laughs> that was mean. I didn't mean it. I thought it was funny. Wow. Real. Listen I, to I, you apologizing to Kent. When you're this mean to me, you do not apologize <laughs> to me. When am I ever this mean to you? You're, you're sometimes this mean to me. 
And I just go, mm. ha, 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 ha. But I'm crying. I'm crying inside. So you watched Sailor Sailor Moon porn. I almost yeah. said Sailor Porn Moon, but that doesn't <laughs> just work. Sailor, Sailor Moon porn. And like, so there was that. There was the magazines. There was, uh, I think it wasn't until what finally, like, I finally understood how, how the sex works. Mm-hmm. Is I also started to see like, like late night. Skinamax and HBO and whatnot, because mm-hmm. uh, my dad had all the channels. Like, and so like I started to see that, and I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I was like, oh. that shows penetration. Not really. I guess it didn't. So maybe I think it's just like I figured it out. Or I mean, there might be like fingering, you know? Yeah, uh, maybe things. But you it's didn't like know. internet porn. Uh, I think all the internet porn that I saw, it was just like, it was just nudes. It wasn't hardcore. Mm. It was all softcore porn. Wow. How did she skirt that? I feel like I <laughs> like saw internet porn without even I don't know. To. I, was like, oh. I don't know. It was just kind of like, that's what I always found. So, okay. Did you guys ever like Homestar Runner? I don't know what that is. It's like either. an old Flash website. Oh. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a show. Like they were characters and they did shorts and like all what? kinds of fun stuff. They had games. I can't believe you guys didn't know about Homestar no. Runner. I love Homestar Runner. It's really fun, fun stuff. But I would go on Homestar Runner a lot in middle school. And but well, sometimes I would accidentally misspell the URL. Oh. And mm. when I would misspell the URL, it would take me to this website that was definitely porn. <laughs> And so I think maybe that, that was kind of like a like a little window for me to like be like oh yeah <laughs> look at all like this wait stuff what happened here. to Homestar Runner I, yeah what is right this? I was like I was like oh this isn't Homestar Runner but this is cool too uh, <laughs> but but yeah so yeah I think yeah so around high school like I, I understood how how it worked and I mean I didn't I didn't lose my virginity until I was twenty so like in high school like I didn't have sex. I I think I think like having sex for the first time at twenty. I think it was perfect. Like yeah, you know, like it was like it was the right time for you. Yeah, because like I know a lot of people who like like had sex for the first time at like fifteen. Yeah, but like yeah. I could I couldn't imagine me me personally like I just don't think it was like right. Not yeah, that I had the opportunity, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm. I we don't often hear people who are like satisfied with their first time having sex. So, I'm glad you feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a weird experience, but yeah, you know, I I picked it up. <laughs> I, I, I got used to it. I can do it. the sex now. Yeah, yeah right. I was like, <laughs> the first time was just like strange, and then I was like, okay, now I know what to do. <laughs> yep, that's how that's how it happens for everyone. Yeah, but that's not like when you grow up watching porn. I feel like you think, and probably talking to friends, you feel like you think you have to be good at it right off. Well, the that's bat. well, that's interesting for me too, is because I didn't watch hardcore porn like before I had sex. Really, like mm-hmm. I only after. <laughs> only after. <laughs> uh, so so like. I know I'm like saying hardcore porn like I feel like I'm saying that right right like I feel like it's not really hardcore at all anymore it's like just normal but uh 
yeah, like straight penetration. Like I just, so I didn't have like the ideas of mm. what things should be. I just kind of like figured that out on my own. With that kind of like, sounds hard. Eh, I mean, no, <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, like I, I didn't have that image of what perfect sex or whatever. I don't even, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to like meet those expectations or anything. I was just yeah. like, let's just do this. And it was like, you know, and it was uh, when I had sex for the first time, it was with a person I really cared about. And that was like a good dynamic and stuff. Yeah. That has to help. Mm-hmm. Was it their first time too? No. Ah, interesting. That's, yeah, that's probably helpful as well. That is, yeah. That was helpful too. I mean, and you said at that point you understood some of the mechanics. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but still. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's a little bit about me and uh, that department. It's cool. I'm, it's not something I like talk about ever. So it's cool to think about. Just, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I yeah. feel like that's just a great, wholesome story to round out our season. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kent, since we, we have you on here... Are there, are there any other questions we should ask him? I've heard you have a really cool girlfriend. I, yeah, I was going to say, did, did did everybody figure it out that Haley and I are dating and that <laughs> I'm her so. secret boyfriend? <laughs> secret. Have, secret. She's my secret boyfriend. <laughs> but not secret. I don't think so. I don't think they know, but you're welcome to, <laughs> to debut as a couple on this, <laughs> on this episode. How did you get this job, Kent? Was it nepotism? <laughs> you mean you mean uh, mixing and mastering the sex ed podcast? Yeah, it was Ice's job. <laughs> I offered to do it. Actually, it was yeah. not Kaylee's idea. I actually was like, "Hey, let me I do was it." Trying to lead you in to be like, "Well, my girlfriend Kaylee was like, I have this podcast." <laughs> no, I was like, "Oh, I can help you guys out." Kent was like, "Wow, your audio sounds like shit." <laughs> You need I me. I didn't use those words exactly. Right. It just, it was, you know, in between the lines. You had to read in between the lines with his feedback here. <laughs> well, I could tell you that I got feedback from a few people that the first season audio was fucky. And no one has said anything about this season's audio. Amazing. Other than that one time we maybe accidentally released an episode that was missing a track of dubs. Whoops. But <laughs> Whoops. that's all fixed now. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that happened. Um, yep. No, what? For keeping so, me nothing, in the loop. Oh, nothing, no. oh. nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here and thank you for mastering our sound and <laughs> All the things, and no we'll, problem. We'll see Kent. We'll see Kent next season, and maybe he'll talk at the end a little more. Add just add a little, just add, add little, little dubs, you know, yeah, for funsies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little songs, little ditties, if you will. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Where'd you find this? K to the E to the N to the T. K to the E to the N to the T. K to the e to the well, thanks for joining us, Kent. <laughs> <laughs>
So we've talked a lot about this past season, favorite moments, favorite episodes, all of that. Mm -hmm. But surprise, surprise, we're coming back for a new season, season three of Sex Ed Podcast. Season three. It'll be the best one yet. Probably. We keep getting better and better. We're like fine (laughs) wine. So tell us, Kaylee, what are we planning for the next season? What are we planning? Well, I know there's a lot of new topics or deeper dives into topics that we Mm want to talk about. We have our eyes on a couple of exciting guests that I guess I don't really have a way to hint at. So just think of the craziest person you can think of. It's probably not them, but (laughs) it's definitely not them. I was like, don't (laughs) overpromise. Under promise, over deliver. You know, we're, uh, you know, this season we tried kind of focusing each month on a topic. And mm-hmm. while that was really cool, I think we're going to kind of move away from that and try to move back yeah. into what we did before and just talk to interesting people, find people, whether they're famous or not famous, doesn't really matter. We just want people with good stories and good conversations. So mm-hmm. we're going to be looking for that. We might be repeating topics then because we, you know, we're not trying to group things into months, but you know, there's lots to say about all the topics we want to cover. So maybe we'll talk about one, one month and then do it again the next month. Yeah. Who knows? I know we've talked about discussing reproductive justice. Mm -hmm. Of course, we want to do more queer related things. I would love to talk to someone who is asexual. I would love to talk to more differently abled people, people who are raised in different religions or maybe are still religious, mm-hmm. be really interesting. So I'm really looking forward to talking about purity culture. I know we've talked yes. a lot about we've kind of talked about tangential issues around purity culture, but I want to dive head on into that as well. Let's do it. Yeah. And I think I think again there's there's always more to talk about when it comes to polyamory and disability and mm-hmm you know, representation and queerness. There's always more to talk about. So we'll be revisiting topics, you know, that we've already talked about. Yeah. And we are also planning to have merch. Merch. Merch launch. Going to be really cool. So keep those little ohos peeled. (laughs) (laughs) And what else are we planning? We are going to keep going forward with the newsletter for next season. So if you haven't already signed up, please go to Substack or our website and sign up for that newsletter. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it during the break or not. So that'll be a fun little surprise for you if you get something in your inbox. (laughs) And for us. Agreed. And I assume you're also going to still be writing for the blog too. Yeah. Whenever I have things, whenever my brain needs a good squeezing out, you know, I squeeze it into the blog. So yeah, keep keep looking for that. Just you like squeezing a tube (laughs) of brain juice out into the blog. I think we would also like to start seeing if people want to give us money. (laughs) So we might be discussing some kind of either like Patreon like Mm -hmm. thing So just keep your eyes out for that. We'll have different levels, you know, maybe like a dollar a month, $5 a month, and maybe you'll get some some stuff. Bonus content. Yes. We'll see. Yeah. We don't have an exact launch date yet, but we are planning on launching in the fall, probably October-ish of this year, season three. Yes. Jen and I still have some work to do. So... (laughs) 
so Mark, Kaylee and I are going to be seeing each other in person for the first time in, in probably two years. Yeah. Uh, all a year and a half. Thanks COVID because we are, we're just going to be seeing each other. So yeah. we're going to be working on the podcast for y'all and yes. we're very excited. Well, thank you again, everyone for being with us this season we really love and appreciate you guys. And if you have any comments or suggestions or you want to tell us things that you want us to talk about or hear it about, please reach out to us. Our email is sexedpod at gmail.com. You can also contact us on our website, sexedpodcast.com or slide into those DMs on Instagram at sexedpodcast. And we'll miss you we'll miss you over the break but we'll be back soon and better than ever we're not gonna thank kent because we already talked to that fool so i think that's it thanks kent no (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) anything else to say to our listeners before we sign off for a few months here nope (laughs) have a great few months love you bye bye vibrator bye You know, I actually can't put condoms on. I hooked up with someone recently and they wanted me to put the condom on and I couldn't do it. What? (laughs) Can you? Yes. (laughs) I know it's embarrassing. I don't think I'm allowed to have a sex ed podcast and not be able to put a condom on. (laughs) I I will make note when you're putting a condom on a penis. It is a little weird because penises are like, they're hard, but they're also soft. You know what I mean? So it's like, it is kind of weird to like roll a condom down it. I don't know. I can, yeah, the sensation is like nothing I had practiced on before. That was like a lot harder. You know, there's like more give the penis. I'm like, is this going on right? I don't know. Maybe I'll practice it with one of my uh, dildos. (laughs) I mean, I would practice on a human penis. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) 